Spike, episode 14. What's going on? Don't call the authorities. There's no copyright infringement. That was me, not Marvin Gaye. I know it's hard to tell the difference. I couldn't tell the difference for a second, so good job. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. So, um, all right. So I, I uh, was on my way home tonight, and um, Sam Donald does a weekly uh, a weekly spot with Michael Kay and, and Don LaGreca and that other jackass Pete Rosen, whatever his name is. I forget. Ro- Rosenberg. He's a, I don't like that guy. He's a dick. Anyway, so Sam Donald does his weekly spot, and uh, and I caught the end of it tonight. And I mean, I got to tell you, I, you know, if if ever I really felt sad that it's not working out, tonight was the night because they were asking him questions, and he was so freaking authentic. And you know, this this is not working. I know that's not working. It sucks to be injured. All of that stuff. I just felt so bad for the kid. And then. You know, Michael Kay obviously threw him a softball. He said, um, so I hear you have a new promotion. What is it? So it turns out that Sam Darnold is doing a promo for a bunch of people to win virtual hangouts with him where he'll sit on Zoom, hang out, and, and answer your questions. Now, that is, that's pretty, that's pretty stand-up. I mean, you know what kind of questions this guy's going to get from some of these idiots out there? They're going to they're gonna shred him. How awesome would it be if we can get him on the podcast? That'll be awesome. That'll feel like a nice little home run for us. Yeah, I, th- I think that might might boost listenership a little bit. Just a little bit. I know, just a tiny bit. That is pretty stand-up to be able to get on, on a Zoom call with a bunch of Jet fans when you know what they've been saying about you and you know you know you have just as much a chance that one guy is going to be talking about how great you are and, and the Jets did you in and there's going to be another guy who's going to be like, Trevor Lawrence is going to come here. You're going to get traded because you suck and you'll never be anything. I mean, that's that's pretty brave of him, don't you think? I knew that he does the weekly show and I already gave him a ton of credit for it because uh, the way the season is unfolding... Uh almost to the point where the way his career has unfolded so far in New York, it would have been an easy thing to do to say, listen, I'm going to stop this for now. We're 0-9. Uh, we're a train wreck. I don't need to be part of the weekly radio show. When you texted me the part about him willing to get on Zoom calls with fans, it just blew my mind because let's not forget the kid is, what, 22, 23 years old. He's still a young kid. His career has not uh, stabilized like anybody hoped himself, the fans, the franchise. So for him to do that, you use the perfect phrase, it's st- it's a stand-up move. It's a mature move. It shows how, I would say, how smart he is, how mature he is, because he's able to separate the football that goes on between the sidelines when the game starts, from whistle to whistle, and what happens before and after the game. And the fact that he is still a human being, he understands that there are responsibilities for playing in New York, and he's willing to sort of, uh, I have no other way but to say he's willing to suck it up, put on his big boy pants, and still do the responsibilities, quote-unquote, that come with being an athlete. The, the understanding is that life is bigger than just what happens in the football field. A ton of respect for him. My kids are a little older. You have two boys. You will see in a few years how when they do something wrong or they screw up, it, it, sometimes it, you know, it makes you love them even more. The little screw-ups and little things and then them showing a hum, a, a, you know, humility. And it's, it's hard to explain, but you know, there's these little things that make you swell up with pride and love your kids even even more. That is the feeling I had for Donald today, as ridiculous that, as that sounds. I've always liked the kid. The Jets clearly have done him wrong. He has kept his head up and never once wavered and lost his class. I don't know how many of them are giving away. I will certainly enter and try and get on a call with him, and I will go as easy on him as I possibly can. He deserves that much. It doesn't say enough about the character this kid has, and it really, really makes me sad that it's not going to work out. More and more, I'm now convinced that the Jets cannot, they will not, and cannot 
stick with him at this point with his injuries and the, the likelihood that there's two top quarterbacks coming out and they're certainly locked into one or two and the whole business side of it with his contract coming up it's just there's no chance he's going to be here I'm more convinced of that than ever it just makes me feel that much more sad for him two things I wanted to throw in number one the phrase you just used I think is the absolute perfect word to describe it it's character he's being a man he's he's not hiding he's not being a coward it's it speaks of his character the other thing that I want to say is since you sent me that text uh, telling me about the promotion, about the thing that he's going to be doing for the fans. And I realized his career is far from over. I am going to be a fan of Sam Darnold. I'm going to wish that it works out. But I started thinking of so many young quarterbacks. This is not a guy in his 30s. To use an example, this is not Joe Flacco trying to reinvent himself. This is a guy in his early 20s coming off his first contract. He has shown glimpses of potential. It, he has not been a complete bust. We're not talking Ryan Lee or Jamarcus Russell. So I started thinking of the young guys just in the recent history who didn't work out with the team that drafted them and they're all still in the nfl as long as you show a little bit of promise somebody will take a chance on you the guys that popped into my mind right away by ryan Tannehill, marcus mariotta still in the nfl a backup Jameis winston still in the nfl but a backup so to me he falls uh, him being sam darnold he falls into the category the category of the Tannehills, uh, the mariottas uh, and the winstons much more than somebody like a ryan leaf or a jamarcus russell he has an upside i am convinced going back to today with the character that he showed that that's somebody who will have a place in an NFL locker room and somebody will try to unlock his potential and see if they can uh, kind of turn him around and uh, make him a success story kind of what we're witnessing with Ryan Tannehill right now. And there's no question that someone will give him a chance. It's just, you know, and you use the word bust. I've never really looked at him as a bust for the Jets. He's a little bit of a bust, not a lot. He's a little bit of a bust, but I think any truly objective fan will look at this as the, as the organization's fault and not Darnold's fault. Um, I do see some people saying that Darnold was always a turnover machine and you know he, he continues to be one and he's trash. I've seen people say that. I could see how you could come to that conclusion because he hasn't gone anywhere, but you know the, the team and and the and the system and the and the and the ability to develop and all of these things are so important and and by saying that Donald was trash in college and he's trash now in a situation like this is just so short-sighted. I don't consider him a bust in any way. For the Jets and the situation they're in, yes, you can say he's a bust in a relative sense, but as far as and I agree with you 100% that he's going to have a career somewhere. He may not be a top star, he may be a backup somewhere, but he has the ability and the and the makeup to be a good core quarterback in this league, maybe a starter somewhere where, you know, they don't have Adam Gase running the show. I'm a big believer that the, the way I look at it is if you're from the, a fan of another franchise and you're kind of just, the, you check in the box score and you read the headlines, yeah, you're definitely going to say, wow, that kid was a bust, uh, drafted so high, uh, they can't win, he's not producing, he's a turnover machine, whatever that may be. But being a diehard Jet fan and knowing the Jets' history, especially the history of the quarterback position and the lack of development, the lack of ever producing a viable long-term starter in, uh, for the franchise, no matter how bad the this season has gone, last season, whatever that may be, I will stick by what I said before. Even though the quarterback is judged on wins and losses, he did not get a fair shake. To me, it, you, you have to give uh, Sammy an incomplete, as for, if you look at 
the overall body of work and his stay in New York as a whole. I give him an incomplete for a career, like his overall career, which has only been with the Jets. But when you when you look at the fact that he's 23 and you know, hopefully for his sake, he'll be in the league another 10, 12 years. I have to say that he's got an incomplete from that standpoint. But with the Jets, for you know, with what they've done to him and he, him not developing, I, I can't necessarily he's incomplete. We've seen everything we need to see with him as a Jets quarterback. There's no longer any time or money to keep him around. And for once, somebody on Facebook actually made a good post. I didn't write it down, but the gist of it, as far as Donald goes, is that um, they are going to have to pay him X amount of money if they're going to keep him. And the part that we've never discussed, so we've always talked about the money and and the the you know the rookie contract, but this this I was like, wow, this guy, smart move. They're going to have to pay him X amount of money and then pick up his option. And at that point, you're going to have to extend him because if you're committing to him now and not getting rid of him to go with a, a franchise quarterback coming out of college and then you know resetting the clock on a franchise guy, then you are fully committing to him. The coach, whoever they bring in as a coach, as well as Joe Douglas are fully committing to him. And then you basically have to say it's Darnold or bust and then throw all of their eggs in that basket. Quite frankly, that is not going to happen. These aren't the guys who drafted Darnold. There is no way Joe Douglas and Adam, well, Adam Gase, it's not going to be Gase. So Joe Douglas and whoever he hires are going to gamble their careers on on developing Sam Darnold in his fourth year onward. For once, I will give Facebook kudos. Great, great point. That makes all the sense in the world to me because me from being a from being a fan of the sport, not just the Jets, the one thing I can say that, that I've seen more often than not is the incoming GM wants what? The incoming GM typically wants to bring in his own coach and a new coach typically wants to, unless he has somebody like a Pate Manning, a Drew Brees, a new coach will want his own young quarterback to develop and grow with kind of to tie himself at the hip. Uh, you do not want to do that with a guy that's already there and it's obviously struggling. So going back to the fact that you just said, Joe Douglas, he's not married to to Sam Darnold. That's not his quote-unquote mistake. He's not going to die on that hill. He'd rather buy himself another two years and get a new young quarterback, which probably will make the Jets job a little more attractive to the potential incoming coaches. The one more thing that I wanted to add, once again, agreeing with you is what you said, the way you summarize Sam Darnold is right on point. If you remember the last podcast we did uh, doing the midseason report card, I was very honest and I was pretty brutal on Sam. I gave him an F because we were grading it strictly on this season. And I stand by that because we are 0-9. He's been injured and when he was on the field, mistakes, lack of productivity, all those things added up to him. So I wanted to be harsh and honest. But when I look at his career on the Jets, I have to give him an incomplete because to me, unless somebody convinces me otherwise, and good luck doing that, he did not get a fair shake from the development side, from the coaching side, from getting the right weapons to grow side. For this season, I give him an F. For the stay at the Jets, incomplete. You brought up a good point, is that a, um, you know, a coach is going to want to come in here and tie him and, and have his own quarterback, and, and you use the word tie himself to that quarterback. That is the key right there. You know, And making the job more attractive, that's the part that, that really I was like, yep, he's absolutely right. That this job... If you are starting fresh and have the number one draft pick with a franchise quarterback coming out, you 
r- immediately become an attractive spot, period. Not, f- not you know, just because of this, just because of that, or for the Jets, it's an attractive spot. No, period, attractive spot. A coach coming into a situation with a ton of cap room, the number one overall pick, three picks in the top 33, and, and, a, and that first pick is going to be what's considered to be one of the best quarterback prospects in the past eight, seven or eight years, that becomes a, a sought after job, not just an attractive one. But on the flip side, to, to your point, if Sam Darnold is still here, God forbid Adam Gase is still here. Obviously, he's not. Oh, I wouldn't be saying this about coaches. But if Sam Darnold is still here, you are throwing away that number one pick, coming with a, a bunch of draft picks. Yes, some people will look at that as a positive, but it just becomes a somewhat attractive job. Some people, it'll make it more attractive than if there was nothing going for it. But as opposed to fresh start, Everything is yours, your quarterback, and you don't have to worry about two years from now, everybody screaming and yelling and micromanaging every single move Darnold makes because you committed to him. You know, it, it makes it a sought after job. And now suddenly the Jets are a hot spot. One more thing I wanted to jump in and say, uh, let me know if you agree, but if Joe Douglas's career, if Joe Douglas is going to show us that this really is the new Jets and we've hired the right GM to rebuild us, I don't see any reason why the Jets cannot mirror what the Arizona Cardinals did. You had a you had a team with a young quarterback who was drafted pretty high, but a new coach came in and they said, listen, if you don't want this quarterback, fine, draft your own. The first thing they did after they got a young quarterback at number one, now you have a coach and a quarterback who basically chose each other. Then what did they do? They picked up a real dominant top of the food chain wide receiver they said listen for a young quarterback let's give him weapons the coach is committed to him the coach is coaching and drawing up game plans to his strength they gave the kid weapons the first season was a learning curve this season all of a sudden they're in a playoff hunt there is no reason the jets cannot kind of follow that blueprint let's get a coach who is a little bit maybe outside the box an offensive minded coach more geared to the current nfl of a creative wide open offense let's get that young quarterback let's uh, let's have a line that protects him and let's try to get him some weapons i'm okay with it being a two possibly a three-year project to me right now the jets are when you buy that uh, the, the puzzle that's 500 pieces and you open the box and it's all over the place that's what the jets are i want the puzzle to start i want to see that puzzle start taking shape so let's get the coach let's give him the young quarterback and then let's uh, let's start putting weapons around that quarterback. That's another great point. Is that you know the Jets, um, if they can bring a quarterback in here and give him somebody, and with all the you know what did they get Hopkins for? They got him for nothing. David Johnson is freaking hot trash. I mean the guy's good when he plays, but he's always hurt. And what a second round pick or third round pick, something like that. So David Johnson, a broken down running back, and a um, and a, and, a, and a, certainly not a first round. Hopkins is, is worth a first round and more, but they got him for, I'm going to say it's a third round pick. I think it was second or third round pick. And David Johnson is an absolute steal. And the Jets have draft picks. That If it's one thing the Jets have, it is draft capital, 18 picks in the next two drafts. I just, I don't want to hear how this is a long-term project. When you get the right coach, when you get the quarterback and you actually put a plan in place follow that plan and execute that plan, you can have a pretty quick turnaround in the NFL. Let's get a goddamn coach who's going to know what to do with a young quarterback. Let's give him weapons. Let's make this Let's make this count. I mean, I can't do this much longer. I'm I'm going to be 40 this year. I I know you're a little older Please than me. I know you've it. been a fan. <laughs> I I know you've been a fan longer <laughs> than me. Uh, but God damn, let's just see let's just see a sense of direction that we are actually not doing a one year fix, but we are actually laying the foundation to be 
a franchise that resembles an NFL team? Yeah, well, first of all, you uh, you can do it and you will do it if they make you do it because we all say that, oh, I'm getting too old for this and then here I am 15 years later still freaking struggling. But you know, all joking aside, there's no such thing as a five-year plan in the NFL. It may be five years before you expect to win a Super Bowl, but you 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 are absolutely right in that you should be some you should be competitive in the second year if you if you build right. So so Douglas now I'm not going to count last year as his first year because he he didn't get a chance to do anything. So this being his first year where it is torn down completely, and if you're being realistic, you can see positive things on the jets you don't you don't have to be uh you know a a susie sunshine to see positive things and try and find them when they're when they're not there there is positive stuff on the jets with the cap room the the draft pick the, the all the draft picks the you know the, the drafts that he made this year i mean for the first time in years we've got more than one guy that's working out some some years there were none they got four guys who are at yep. least contributing a little bit, right? Four guys, which is unbelievable for the Jets. I just, uh, one of the things that I'm absolutely ecstatic, I mean, over the moon ecstatic, is we seem to have a legit left tackle, somebody to protect the quarterback. That's That makes me super ecstatic. Like they, Becton seems to be the cream of the crop, real deal. Just stay healthy, and that's going to be the foundation, the anchor of your offensive line. Right. So you throw all of those positive things that we just said in there. And and the positive things are not just on, you know, one position. I mean, you've got a positive receiver, a positive um, offensive tackle. You've got a positive. I mean, I, I'm going to count uh, P. Ryan as somewhat neutral, but but he he is a good piece of the puzzle. He's not the guy. You got Quinn and Williams is coming along in his second year. You got Ashton Davis, who looked pretty good last week. So the Jets do have some stuff to look forward to if they can build on that in the second year they can be competitive the third year they can hopefully get to 500 or better and then you know now you're talking about contending after that but this is the conversation you and me have had this before and i've had it with jet fans all the time the, the point is is you need someone who's going to stay the course and draft properly and then get a, the right coach in there so if if all of that falls into place then the jets are competing in year at least competitive in year two and competing in year three. And then you hope to win a Super Bowl in five. But anyone who thinks it takes five years to build an NFL team to, to be a contender is either thinking of baseball or you got a team that, that put a ton of long-term contracts in there that they can't get out from under and have either a bunch of dead money or a bunch of uh, dead weight that they have to carry. The Jets right now, as currently constituted, are not a five-year plan. So... You're right. There's, there's. I, I want to see that too. I think if they have the right guy there in Douglas and he does the right thing, we we can at least be competitive in games l next year uh, or even later this year. I mean, they've looked a little bit more competitive lately. And one of the things I wanted to get to was was the Charger game, like a real quick take. I know we'll do the game later. So you're right. There, there should not be five years of, of turning things around. They gave themselves a black, uh, black. They gave themselves a blank canvas, and I love that. I don't want them to start mishmashing and uh, kind of working on the run. They did what I wanted them to do. They gave themselves a blank canvas. Now let's start doing what you've been saying pretty much since I've known you as a Jet fan. It comes down to drafting and developing. You cannot miss on draft picks, especially when you have such high draft picks. That's how you're going to build and you're going to build quickly. So this is where now we see if we got the right man in Joe Douglas. So perfect segue uh, the Jets being more competitive the Jets are nine point underdogs to the freaking Chargers this weekend the Chargers are giving the Jets nine points now 
we will get into the game itself later in the week, but who the hell are the Chargers to be giving anybody nine points? That that, that line is screaming bet Jets, you know? And and sometimes when, when, you, when you see a line that screams something, you have to go the other way. So the Chargers might be the smart bet, but I just, as a, as a knowledgeable football fan, I cannot sit and, and assume the Chargers should be nine-point favorites against the Jets. I mean, that's just, that's a lot of points. The Jets have been competitive lately, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the game a little more closely. But I, I, I you know, my initial my initial um, my initial reaction is that that's a hell of a lot of points to be getting from a from a team with a rookie quarterback who has not you know the quarterback and the team have not been playing super well lately. Absolutely atrocious. Uh, it makes no sense to me. I, I get it. The Jets are winless, but it's not like the Chargers are lighting it up. I could see the line being six points, something, a touchdown or just under that. There is no way I can make a team like the Chargers two, po- uh, two score favorites. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And a lot of the time you look at it and go, holy crap, well, that line looks crazy. And and it means you should go the opposite way as as not as in, as lacking in intu, intu, intuitiveness. I can't even freaking get the word out as that is. You should go the other way. So that means bet the chargers. But I just can't you know, I, I don't think that is a real line that's designed to, to scare people into going one way. I think it's a line that is just over, you know, overestimating how inept the Jets are now. They, they're pretty bad, but they have come a long way. And now they're just a bad, a, a really bad team as opposed to a high school team. I'm also going to have to give it a lot of thought before we do our prediction for the week, because I know the NFL math doesn't work this way. But when you look at how competitive Pretty much their best game of the season came last week against the Patriots. Talking shit about how bad the Patriots are this season, they just smoked the Ravens. So there's something, yeah. and I know it doesn't. The sports math doesn't work that way, but it certainly should at least give you some hesitation to say that a rookie quarterback is going to lead the Chargers to a nine-point win. I think the the football math actually tells you that the Jets sparked the Patriots by allowing them to come back, and that got the Patriots back on track. If anything, so agreed. I only have one Facebook post this week. Um, it's a doozy, though. I didn't really pay that close attention. <laughs> there, there, were, there was another one I actually wrote down, uh, but I didn't want to look stupid. But eh, I'll say it anyway. What the hell? I mean, let's, let's keep it transparent. So it said dreaming, but the weather being bad in Green Bay maybe Jacksonville can get a quick W and we can relax a little. Now, my first thought was like, what a freaking idiot, you know, but I mean, Jacksonville almost beat Green Bay, so he doesn't look so stupid anymore, but I will make myself look stupid and be honest and say that I, I did write that post down. Just a quick, quick mention, I, I bet on the Packers to cover 13 and a half, so believe me that, that as I was watching <laughs> that score develop, I was like, what is going on here? What universe am I living in? So that, uh, yeah, the guy who posted that certainly looks pretty bright compared to my pick. It looks bright now, but I mean, initially I was like, come on, like win. He wasn't even saying cover the spread. He was saying win. All right. Now here's the, here's the one of the week. This one, there's no other ones necessary because this one's ridiculous when you, with all things considered, am I the only one that thinks Sam may wind up on the chargers in LA? How stupid are you? That's been the lone bright spot. That's been the lone bright spot of a miserable Chargers season is their rookie quarterback actually looks pretty good. (laughs) And they just drafted him this week. It's not like, I mean, this this year, it's not like he's in his third year like Sam. You know, they, what are they, the Chargers are going to go from a rookie who's still got a few years left on a rookie deal who looks really good and try for a guy entering his fourth year who's missed at least three games in every season and has, has been a turnover machine for the worst team in the league. Yes, I'm sure that's that's brilliant right there. And if you make that argument to the fan who posted it, I guarantee you the reply will be, well, the, the Cardinals did it. Look at the Arizona Cardinals. That's stupidity at its finest. That's the Jets fans showing their true colors. 
It's so true. And Sam Darnold has been the Jets quarterback for three years, has, has not really showed much. Um, and Herbert has been the Chargers quarterback and has showed something. So why would, I mean, it would be just as stupid for the fans to point out the Cardinals comparison as anything else. Herbert, as you said, he's the lone bright spot. He's, he's their, their guy in the future. And uh, they're certainly not throwing him over for Sam Darnold, you know, until his fourth year where they're going to have to pay him big money. It's just, it, whatever. Okay, we've we've beaten that point to death. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you? No, I think this was it for the week. We will uh, talk later in the week and do game previews. So, uh, you know, study that game. See what we got. Looking forward to the next one. I'll talk to you soon. 